Welcome to another episode of the show of the podcast. The third week of the NBA is closing in today. This is Sunday. So, a lot of things happened. We had some drama. We had some controversy. We had some OT games, injuries, bad news for teams, good news for teams. So, yeah, today we'll cover that. Let's start, first of all, with what might happen pretty often this season. And I think it was the first time actually it happened last night. Because of the health and safety protocols, the Philadelphia 76ers had to play with like seven men. Remember Seth Curry got sick last week. Embiid and Simmons were out with some injuries. And they played with seven people. Two of them being veterans like Dwight Howard, Danny Green. And Tyrese Maxey balled out. I mean, he played 44 points. It looked like a like my career game, you know, when you first develop your player and obviously you want to get all the touches. 39 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. And I think after the first week of the NBA, I talked about this kid, this rookie. He looked pretty good. Obviously, he's not going to be the focal point of the offense with Simmons and then be there. But he looked pretty good. And yeah, okay, he played 44 minutes. He had 39 points, but he did it pretty efficiently too. 15 of 25 from the 2 point and 3 out of 8 for the 3 point. Yeah, he shot the ball 33 times this match, but this is what you wanted. He's a guard, you know. Dark Rivers joked before the start of the game saying, yeah, I guess we will just play Dwight Howard that's point guard. I mean, obviously, you don't like to see this. The game was pretty close, guys. 12 point games. A 12 point game without I mean, Seven men on the roster available to play. And Doug Rivers said that, yeah, he really doesn't want to play. And obviously, we can, I think you can all agree, but this is how the protocols are. And you don't want to get into a situation where you really have to postpone a lot of games due to this. It's just one game. No, it sucks. They are still the number one seed tied with Boston. Jason Tatum started to play a little bit better. I mean, yeah, in the first game of the season, he hit a game winner. Guys, I didn't f- forget that, but forget that. But for the first four or five games, Jalen Brown looked better, in my opinion. Now Tatum is going to be a problem. The Boston Celtics are going to be the problem. Kemba is back. He's been cleared for practice. So yeah, the trio of Boston Celtic basketball is back, ladies and gentlemen. Now... In other news from the NBA last night, Trey Young played again. I mean, Hornets Atlanta. It was a very interesting game because Lamelo Ball balled out. He became the f- youngest player to earn a triple double: twenty-two points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists. And I don't want to sound cocky, but every time someone says something and thinks that the team should do something, because uh, the team will be better, would function better. I'm proud of myself. I mean, I said. Lamelo Ball should be getting more playing time. 32 minutes, look. Youngest player for the triple-double. He was close to that last game. Before that, he played against his brother, Lonzo, from the, for, from the Pelicans. He destroyed him. I mean, neither of them had fantastic games, but Lamelo played much better. He was close to a triple-double then. I think he was one assist shy. He had the rebounds and he had the points. So he's starting to have a better rookie campaign because started the season... Not on, not on the best rhythm. 
And they won. They won against Atlanta. <laughs> they are now the eighth seed. Remember, Atlanta started the season three and zero. Right now they are four and five. I don't know what's happening. Trey Young, another disappointing game. Fifteen points. Zero of five from the three point range. Fifteen points. Some bad news for the Hawks fans as well. Bogdanovich went down. I mean, if you if you go and rewatch the play, his knee bent in a way. It was weird. I mean, I don't know what happened there. Ah. Speaking of Boston, just came off of my mind. I said that, yeah, they're getting Kemba back, but I saw the news yesterday that Tatum needs to quarantine himself. 10 to 14 days. I don't know how much basketball games, probably around 4 or 5, that he will miss. So that's not the greatest of the news for the Boston Celtics. But I think they'll be all right. I don't know if Kemba will come back to the court. Remember, he's been cleared for practice, so I don't know if he will come back to the court, but we will see. Another news last night, Indiana Phoenix. Phoenix won. They look incredible. Mikel Bridges, career high, 30-something points. Yeah, I don't want to say nothing about Phoenix right now because I think I already said multiple times, and they look phenomenal. They really look phenomenal with Chris Paul, with Devin Booker, and the role players are I think I said it a million times, but I will keep saying it. But they fit in perfectly with Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Savage, Mikel Bridges. So it's unbelievable. Then, oh my God, I really hate to do this. Miami, Washington. So they lost again. Washington, I mean. And I think this was a, this was a pattern last season as well. They lost a lot of games, but... It looked like every game they scored the ball, so they played zero defense and lost season. And this is as well. Bradley Bill said they can't guard a parked car. Bradley Bill said that. Now again, they allowed 128 points, but they scored 124. And neither Bill or Westbrook were playing. A good game from the rookie, Danny Avdija. And he needs to be involved more in the offensive scheme for the Wizards because he can't be a spot-up shooter. Yeah, he can shoot okay-ish, some freeze, but he's a very smart basketball player. He knows where to position himself. He can play that point guard ball handler distributing the ball role. I really think he can do that. He showed this game without Westbrook. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists in 30 minutes. Tyler Hero with 31. Jimmy Butler won as he shared the triple-double. He's finally back. But man, this Washington team has been so disappointed. They are 2-8 and eight right now. and I, It's still early. It's been 10 games, but... A pattern is starting to develop. I mean, how long can we say it's still early? I think when we hit that 15-game mark, teams already got used... To their, new, to their new addition to the team, their new coach, whatever the changes has, have been, they need to play better. There is no excuse right now. There is really no excuse. San Antonio, Minnesota. Man, the Minnesota Timberwolves look bad, and I really want to address this. So it was that season with Tom Thibodeau as their head coach, who, by the way, looks phenomenal on the Knicks. So Tom Thibodeau was their coach. They had Wiggins, Butler, and Towns. It was all the Jimmy Butler fiasco. They made the playoffs. This is the first, the only time Towns made the playoffs. And I think he averaged 20-something 20 20 points in that regular season. Now he's averaging under 20 points. 
D'Angelo Russell was an all-star with the Brooklyn, also averaged 20-something points. I really started to, to love his game. That pick and roll, that shooting, he had the flow, the, the athleticism, he knew how to move, he, can, he could finish at the rim. I, in my mind, I really thought that, oh my God, this kid could be a problem in two or three years. Right now, he looks really, I mean, not really bad, but he didn't improve. And this is what you could, you, this is what you expect from a young player to improve every season. Malik Beasley is playing, I know, the best basketball on this team. I know Towns and Russell average more points than him, but Towns didn't play that much, and they lost this game against the San Antonio Spurs, and Remember I said at the start of the season, are the sports finally done? Like, finally not trying to contend and try to rebuild? No! And they will probably never be with Popovich there and the culture that he implemented. They are 5-4 and four with some old heads on the team, some rookies, some young players. I don't know what went wrong. Timberwolves, 16 turnovers. Yeah, probably that went wrong. But they had more blocks, more rebounds, more assists. Shooting the ball efficiently better than the San Antonio Spurs. DeRozan dropped 38. That's impressive. But they also lost. Like, they lost Brent Forbes. Yeah, I know he wasn't, like, their top two players, but he played. He was a good role player. They lost him. So I don't know what's going on with the Timberwolves, but things don't look good at all. You also had Milwaukee Cleveland last night. Sexton has not played, I think, in the last two or three matches or something like that. I don't know why. Did he get injured? I didn't see anything. Didn't see any news of that. Probably his fees injury is not that bad. The box won. Yanis didn't play, but it wasn't necessary. Then Dallas, Orlando, Dallas looking like a better team starting to. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. was lighting enough. 36 points, straight ball 29. Luka Doncic, a triple-double. But he can't do this on, on his own. He needs, when Porzingis is not playing, he needs games like this from Tim Hardaway and Trey Burke. Maybe not necessarily 36 or 29, but Doncic had a 36 triple-double, I think, two games ago or one game ago. So they are waiting. They are waiting for Porzingis. What? So I think this we will see this a lot. Talking about Kings Blazers right now from last night. We will see this a lot. Where because of the schedule. Oh, and because of the shortened season. And because of the virus. And yeah. We will see a lot of teams trying. Maybe every now and then, every game. New lineups. This is a new lineup. With the Kings have tried with Tyrese Halliburton starting alongside Aaron Fox. Didn't look like it worked. I mean, oh my god. The leading scorer was Bagley with 15 points. Portland one was by 30. And Little had the bad game. McCollum dropped 37. Dude, do you know like CJ McCollum journey. I mean, early in his career, he didn't get any playing time. It was embarrassing. 
Then he won most improved right now. He's the leading scorer for the Portland Trailblazers. He's averaging more points than Damian Lillard. Nurkic is still not what you want him to be in order for Portland to make some noise in the playoffs. But he's coming. He's, he's, he's getting there. So that's all about matches from last night. Now let's talk about some teams. So I mentioned Philly, Boston. Nothing really to say about Indiana other than they look phenomenal. They really look phenomenal. You don't know who's going to be the leading scorer for this team every game. They have a lot of offensive weapons. Brogdon, Olaf Depot, Sabonis. Turner can hit some shots. And Warren is injured. Remember that. And on the defensive side of the ball, I didn't expect this Turner-Sabonis duo to work. They, they are basically two centers playing at the same time. And it works because Turner can space the floor and Sabonis can play in the three-second space right there. And Turner is a defensive monster. The Bucks kind of a slow start. And I really don't know why, because the last two seasons they have been tearing up the offensive, the sorry, the regular season. Number one seed every time with big differences. Apart from the last seed, it looked like they were in a class on their own. And they, they got destroyed in the playoffs. First by Toronto, they had a 2-0 lead. The Kawhi Leonard Raptors, I mean. Then the Raptors won four in a row. The Miami Heat destroyed them, 4-1. So I think, and in my opinion, their team is better. With Portis, Bryn Forbes, I mentioned. Drew Holiday, obviously. DiVincenzo is still there. So I think their team is better. I think they need to give Drew Holiday some more touches. Not playing time, but touches. That's why they brought him there. I mean, they're okay right now. They won four of their last five games, but they started the season not on the best case scenario. Man, the Knicks, I mean, I really, I think I said it last episode, but... Wow! I don't know if they can keep this up. Congratulations to their head coach. Yeah, not going to the Knicks again. I already did that. Now in Brooklyn, I didn't. I don't think I said much about Brooklyn. So Durant is going to be out because of the health and safety protocols. And they played against Memphis, right? And they lost. We, Kyrie didn't play either. Levert dropped thirty-three points. Forty-three points. They won against the Sixers. And again, Kyrie was not playing. I don't know why Kyrie is not playing. He stated some personal reasons for the last two games. Hopefully he's not injured. I mean, I think if he was injured, the team would probably say that. But I'm just praying it's not some drama that Kyrie is waiting to boil. I don't know. Miami finally, win, loss, win, loss, win, starting to be better. Toronto, they are still 2-6, waiting more, expecting more from this team. Detroit, mm. every time I see that name, I'm... Oof. Chicago, so I really think Chicago had some close games. They lost to Golden State, I think, in the third game of the season or something like that, to a buzzer beater. They won. They defeated Washington by three points. 
They defeated Portland by three points, and then they lost to Sacramento by four points, and they lost to the Lakers by four point by two points. So they are losing a lot or winning. <laughs> they are playing a lot of balanced games, stretch games down the wire in crunch time. Levine is balling. I mean, if the Bulls somehow can end up in the top eighth seed, he would be an all-star. He's averaging 26 points. He's really scoring the ball really, really, really efficiently. Kobe White. I I think this is one of the most underrated players. I mean, we don't talk much about Kobe White, and I don't know why. Because he's scoring the ball really good for this team. He's averaging 18 points, guys. He's only his second season. He's averaging 18 points. And he's getting a lot of pity. And he's contributing to the team. He's not necessarily the most efficient, but he's shooting 38% from the three-point line. He's really good, guys. I don't know why we don't talk about him enough. In that game against the Lakers, Wendell played amazingly. 23 points. The rookie, Patrick Williams... He didn't necessarily have a good game, but you can see that he wanted, he was hungry. He wanted to guard LeBron James, the best player on earth, probably, or if not top two, top three. And this is what you want to see from a rookie, that kind of will and desire to guard the best players, to play against them, to try to drive, even though they obviously will make mistakes because they are in their first year, first 10 games of their NBA career, and they already have to play LeBron James and James Harden and Embiid and Curry and Durant and the list goes on and on and on. But you want to see that these rookies are not scared. This is what you want to see, man. It's beautiful. I really like this Patrick Williams guy. And he's, he's building like... I mean, his muscles look... Wow. For a rookie? Wow. Watch out, Chicago, because I think you hit the jackpot. I think he will be the kind of guy like... Yeah, he's not like Zion or John Morant, like all-stars in their first season. I know neither of those guys were, but they could have been. And he was probably not even going to win Rookie of the Year, but something, I don't know, the eyeball test, my gut, something tells me that this guy will have a successful NBA career. Now let's move to the West. Phoenix still the number one seed, 7-3, Lakers 7-3, Clippers 6-4, and they blew another lead. They blew another lead against the Golden State Warriors, who are now the sixth seed. And I keep seeing these narratives on social media and posts and memes that, oh, everyone was doubting Steph Curry. No. I mean, I don't know why you would do that. I never doubted, doubted Steph Curry. I doubted the Warriors and Ubri and Wiggins. And maybe even Draymond a little bit, but... He's all right. I mean, if you look at his stats, he's averaging like 3-3-3 three, three and 3 or 4-4 four, four and four, something like that. I mean, not the greatest of stats, but you can see that the offense is better when he's on the court, when he's moving, when he's directing traffic, when that pick and roll with Steph Curry. Trust me, even though it may not look on the box score and the Warriors will need more production from him if they want to really make some noise this season. But don't say that Draymond Green is 
or washed or something like that. And I didn't nearly understand that then curry slander. I mean, no one said that he can't carry it. Or who said that? Who in the right mind would say that? He's still one of the top five, six players in the NBA. He's only 30 points. I never, never doubted Curry. I always doubted the Warriors. And rightfully so. Kelly Oubre is still a no-show as far as I'm concerned. Maybe he had one good game, but he's averaging 10 points. He averaged 19 last season. Wiseman and Eric Pascal are averaging more than him. This, this, that's not why they traded for him. I mean, probably they didn't either expected him to be like a Clay Thompson, but it doesn't look good. It really doesn't. And the Clippers drew another 22-point lead. Hey, well, what do you know? And I don't know what happened in this game. They had a 22-point lead. Kawhi Leonard didn't, didn't have a bad game, by all means, 24 points, but what... Looking at the stats, because I didn't watch the game, but looking at the stats and the highlights, seeing that Paul George had 25 points but only 13 shots, so he was hell efficient. 70% from the field, including two-pointers and three-pointers. 70%. Why didn't he get more touches? I mean, Batum almost had more shots than him. I don't... And I think this this is a huge question mark if this will continue the Clippers blowing the lead, it'll become a meme. But the most important thing for me as a fan, as in trying to be analyst, let's say, is meant Tyron Lou. I mean make the right adjustments. The Warriors are not a better team than you are. I mean, yeah, Curry had 38, he was kind of unstoppable, but other than that. No one had more than 16 points. And this is a team known for its defense. The Clippers, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Ibaka at the rim, Pat Bev. And also about the Clippers, a really, really, really slow start for Lou Will, who's only averaging 8 points. This is a huge drop. Last season he averaged 18. Now he's just at 8. And Marcus Morris isn't back or is he? Did he came back? Yeah, he played last game against the clip that Warriors. He only had 2 points. 1 of 7. So yeah, you want more, I think, from Lou Will. You want to make the right adjustments. Like, get Paul George the ball more, man. If he's shooting 70% from the field, get him the ball more. And regarding this narrative of Curry, what does he have to prove? He's a three-time champion. He's a perennial all-star. He's a two-time league MVP. He really changed the game. What more has he done to prove? Career high 62 points three or four games ago. Now draws 38. The only thing that concerns me, again, as... Do the Warriors really need this kind of performances to beat teams? Because this is a concern. If, if In order for they to beat teams, they need Curry to drop 62. Yeah, this will not happen every night. So they are right now in the 6th seed. 
I think I had them making the playoffs, at least the playing. And another surprising team. And how can you not be surprised? I mean, Oklahoma City Thunder, they are four and four. Four and four. And the thing is, uh, wow. I mean, really, heads off to them. Shea Gidges Alexander, their leading scorer, 19 points. Then they have Lou Dwart with 12. Basley with 12. But look at this roster. This is not a good team. This is a team that has 17 first-round picks. They are obviously heading into a heavy rebuilding mode. But they play incredible. They are the ninth seed. Are you freaking kidding me? There are six teams with records that are worst. One of them is Houston. I really have no clue how Oklahoma City is that good. Heads off to them. This is a team that has not been talked enough. Because they have no all-star. Because they have no no nothing. No superstar. No nothing. Only have Shea Gilchrist Alexander and some other young pieces like Lou Dwart Baisley. George Hill is a veteran point guard, but he's averaging, I think, 30-something minutes or something like that. 25, sorry, but I think that's still a lot for George Hill. But it's working. So for me, if I had to pick so far two surprises on each conference, obviously the Knicks in the East and Oklahoma would be on the West. Pro, the ninth seed with that team full of young players and veterans. Wow. It's really impressive. Sacramento, yeah, I think I think there's need to be change in Sacramento. I don't know what needs to happen, but yeah, things don't look quite as good. If you really like and if you fall in love with this Tyrese Halliburton guy, can you trade the Aaron Fox and maybe something else? I don't know, some picks or whatever to try to land the All-Star. Would you do that if you were the Kings? I think it's an interesting question because they look pretty bad. They lost four out of their last five games. The only thing good about this team is Tyrese Halliburton, in my opinion. There is some drama with Bagley and his dad. Fox is not does not look like himself. Yeah, so another team that had the slow start is the Denver Nuggets, man. I mean, they are 4-5, and five and they went to the Western Conference Finals last season in the bubble. Do they, like, do they have still that bubble hangover? I don't know, Jokic is playing wow out of his mind. Murray, unfortunately for Jamal Murray, he doesn't look like bubble himself. I mean, bubble himself, bubble Murray averaged 37 points. He's now at 21. Do they miss, like, Jeremy Grant that badly? I don't think that's it. I think... I think that maybe they lose the combination of... And Harris had a drop-off. I mean, you have to admit that. You have to say that Harris has a drop-off. Millsap is older. I don't know if you can count on Monte Morris. Jermichael Green. Yeah, I like Jermichael Green, but I don't know if he can be your fourth leading scorer. Will Barton, remember, was not in the bubble. 
So he should be like a nice addition to this team going into this the playoffs this season. Michael Porter Jr. doesn't play necessarily that much. I don't know why. So in this game against the Sixers, the leading scorer surprisingly was Gary Harris. Mori only had 14 points. So in my opinion, the Nuggets are kind of a confusing team in the sense that, yeah, Mori and Jokic are young. But they have the playoff experience. They have what a young player needs to have. MPG, it looks like they are still protecting him a lot. And same for Ball Ball. I mean, Ball Ball is amazing. He can do a lot of things. Why doesn't he get more playing time? Like, play that backup center. I think I think he can be better than Isaiah Hartenstein. I really do think so. And RJ Hampton, I mean, the Nuggets always take the, those wild picks, let's say. So, Michael Porter Jr. didn't play a single game in college. He, he literally broke his back in high school and it was bad. And they drafted him. He was the number one player in the country when he was in high school. Then, they drafted Ball Ball, who dropped to what, the 44th pick? He was supposed to be in the first round of the draft, but he also had some nasty leg injury. They draft RJ Hampton this year from Australia. Another rookie that showed some, I mean, showed some promise in Australia. He skipped college. Same as Lamelo. Now they they had signed Facundo Campasso from the Euroleague. One of the best passers in the world. I'm not saying in the Euroleague, in the world. Don't trust me? Go watch some highlights on YouTube. His court vision and his basketball IQ is really impressive. The only thing is that he's 5'10 or something like that. So why draft these guys with potential, with promise, if you're not playing them? I mean... Ball Ball is really healthy and every time he played in preseason or in something like that, he, he was impressive. He only played four games, averaging four minutes. And that was garbage time when he didn't get any shot attempt. So, I don't know why they are not doing this. Oh my god, Minnesota is on a five-game losing streak. <laughs> The first time I seen that they're, they're the last. I didn't expect them to be this worse. Oh my god. No, I already talked about them, but. Yeah, it's actually a seven game losing streak. Oh my god. New Orleans. You're on a third game losing streak, but man, Zion looks unbelievable. I mean, I didn't expect that. Wait, look! The Nuggets should take Pelicans' example. Yeah, they protected and babysitted and. Manage then however you want to call him last season, but right now he's playing 30 something minutes a game. And I think if God forbid Zion Williamson gets another terrific injury or something like that, I mean, what I want to say is the risk of injuring Zion is worse, much. It's not even comparable to the risk of Borbor getting injured or even Michael Porter Jr. getting injured. That's how I see things. Yeah, if you want to talk about how the Pelicans team is constructed, yeah. Blech. But 
they play Zion Williamson, and this is what they should do. He's a young player. If he's healthy, play him because he has a lot of potential. You see, Ball Ball, he's a, an amazing shooter, and he's seven foot one thousand. Why not play him a little bit more? I don't know. And the last thing that I wanted to mention in this episode is the Houston Rockets. Why? So they destroyed Orlando because the big three was playing. Wood, Harden, Wall. I know Harden had only 15 points, Wall only 14, but they won by 40. Let's go to the game before that. John Wall played, Harden played, Wood didn't play. They lost by seven. Then they lost against Dallas in a game where yeah, the big three played this time, but some bad games from Wall and Harden. So Harden, I don't know what's happening there, man. I mean, so weird. I mean, Harden came in the first two games, dropped 30-something, 40 points. However, he dropped, and now he's 21 points in the game against Dallas. Then the game against Indiana. 15 points, then the game against Orlando, like 12 points or 15 points. What is that? He can do more than that. Much more. They are 3 and 4. Yeah, they're the only team, I think, that only played 7 games before they had the ge- because they had the game postponed. But I, I expect more of James Harden right now. I know he can do. I think it's a matter of will, not of why or when? Because he can drop 40 on every given night. Every given night. I know that. And everyone knows that. And Christian Wood really looks like a North Star. If the Rockets would be better, maybe he will be. John Wall also looks good. Garden looks good. Mclemore looks good. I mean, I think this team should... I don't know why they are losing. Harden needs to be more effective. Drop more points than that. And he can do that. Everyone knows that. The game against Orlando, yeah. They won by 30-something. I think they can do that in most of their games. I mean, in the games between them and team that should be defeated by the Houston Rockets, they can do that. They can do incredible things. So yeah, I'm just going to wrap up the episode here. Thank you guys if you have been listening through this 30-something minute episode. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify to get the latest notification when I upload an episode. As I said in every other episode for the last for this year, because there have only been three, tennis has started. I'm gonna, I f- don't think I'm going to talk necessarily about Abu Dhabi or Antalya or... Yeah, I'm just waiting for a student open and the tournaments before Australian Open. So see you guys in the next episode. Stay healthy and peace.